Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 275. Praise now, creative mind, maker of earth and heaven. Glory and power to him belong, joy of the sun and skies, strength where the hills arise. So let us praise with joy and song. Hymn number 275. Scriptural will be given by Nancy from New Jersey. Psalm. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand 
are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Isaiah. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation. And let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe unto him that saith unto his father, What begettest thou? Or to the woman, What hast thou brought forth? I have made the earth, and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power 
For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 123. How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said? To you who to God for your refuge have fled. Hymn number 123.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, where we talk about the lesson and other topics that need to be covered and learn how to practice better Christian science in our daily lives. And we had a really good one this morning, so if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and you'll also be able to find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11, and that Sunday school has its own dedicated teleconference number so that anyone who doesn't live in the area can call in and participate. And in fact, many of our students don't live in the area, and they do participate via teleconference through their telephone. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll be very happy to give you the number and very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We also have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, if you want to bring the whole family. We have 17 different websites, all in different languages. And that really is our missionary work to the world. What this means is that how many millions, billions of people around the world can access the truth of Christian science in their own language. And everything that we provide on our websites is free of charge. So you can study, read, listen to, download, and print without costing anything. And that is why we are so grateful to those of you who contribute financially to this church and this great cause. And that enables us to provide all of these services free of charge. There's an article that's featured on our English website, which I'd like to point out. Um, something, uh, something we all need to, I guess, learn even better. Entitled, Trusting God, by Peter V. Ross. You don't know who to trust or what to trust? Well, this is a great article. Trusting God by Peter V. Ross. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage in the, in the Christian Science textbook which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Elsie from Alabama. 
I shall read from page 657, Severe Eye Trouble Overcome. After hearing Christian science lightly spoken of from a Christian pulpit, I decided to go to one of the services and hear for myself. From infancy, I had been devoted to my church, and as soon as I was old enough, I was ever active in the work. Feeling it to be my duty to attend every service held in my own church, I took advantage of the Wednesday evening meetings. My first visit was not my last, I am thankful to say, for I saw immediately that these people were only, not only preached Christianity, but practiced and lived it. At that time, I was wearing glasses and worn them for 16 years. At times, I suffered the most intense pain, and for this phase of the trouble, one specialist after another had been consulted. All gave me very much the same advice. Each one urged extreme carefulness and gave me glasses and seemed that did seem to relieve for a time. None of them held out any hope that my sight would be restored, saying that the defect had existed since infancy and that in time I should be blind. The thought of blindness was very distressing to me, but I tried to bear it with Christian resignation since I thought that God had been fit to afflict me. But since I have learned that he is a loving father who gives only good, I regret that I ever charged him with my affliction. I had no treatment, but I read science and health, and my eyes were healed and glasses laid aside. I can never find words to express my thanks to our dear leader, through whose teachings my sight had been regained. I can truthfully say that whereas I was blind, now I see through an understanding of truth. I have found my sight perfect as God gave it. Miss B. S. Wilmington, North Carolina. The Bible and the Christian Science textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. And today's lesson sermon can be found on page 22 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, God the Only Cause and Creator. 
The golden text is from Amos. For lo, he that formeth the mountains, and createth the wind, and declareth unto man what is his thought, that maketh the morning darkness, and treadeth upon the high places of the earth, the Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. The responsive reading is from Psalms. The heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. For who in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord? O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness? Round about thee. Thou rulest the raging of the sea, when the waves thereof arise, thou stillest them. The heavens are thine, the earth also is thine. As for the world and the fullness thereof, thou hast founded them. The north and the south, thou hast created them. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day. And in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. Fairly from Maryland will now read. The Bible. Psalms. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion, over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. Job 
Ask now the beasts, and they shall teach thee, and the fowls of the air, and they shall tell thee. Or speak to the earth, and it shall teach thee, and the fishes of the sea shall declare unto thee. Who knoweth not in all these that the hand of the Lord hath wrought this, in whose hand is the soul of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? Joshua. It came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou, and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses. So I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Then Joshua commanded the officers of of the people, saying, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that, as I was with Moses. So I will be with thee. And as they that bear the ark were coming unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overflowed all his banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam that is beside Zaratan. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Psalms. When Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of strange language, Judah was his sanctuary, and Israel his dominion. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan was driven back. The mountains skipped like rams, and the little hills like lambs. What ailed thee, O thou sea, that thou fleddest? Thou Jordan, what thou wast was driven back. Ye mountains that ye skipped like rams, and ye little hills like lambs. Tremble, thou earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, which turned the rock into a standing water, the flint into a fountain of waters. Mark, Jesus withdrew himself 
with his disciples to the sea. And a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea, and from Jerusalem, and from Idumea, and from beyond Jordan. And they went about Tyre and Sidon. A great multitude, when they had heard what great things he did, came unto him. And he spake to his disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should throng him. For he had healed many. And the same day, even the even was come. He says unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Psalms. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. God creates and governs a universe, including man. The universe is filled with spiritual ideas which he evolves, and they are obedient to the mind that makes them. Man, reflecting God's power, has dominion over all the earth and its hosts. Mortals can never understand God's creation while believing that man is a creator. God's children already created will be cognized only as man finds the truth of being. Thus it is that the real ideal man appears in proportion as the false and material disappears. Spiritually, to understand that there is but one creator, God, unfolds all creation, confirms the scriptures, brings the sweet assurance of no parting, no pain, and of man deathless and perfect and eternal. 
The universe, like man, is to be interpreted by science from its divine principle, God, and then it can be understood. But when explained on the basis of physical sense and represented as subject to growth, maturity, and decay, the universe, like man, is and must continue to be an enigma. Adhesion, cohesion, and attraction are properties of mind. They belong to divine principle and support the equipoise of that thought force which launched the earth in its orbit and said to the proud wave, thus far and no farther. Spirit is the life, substance, and continuity of all things. We tread on forces, withdraw them, and creation must collapse. Human knowledge calls them forces of matter, but divine science declares that they belong wholly to divine mind, are inherent in this mind, and so restores them to their rightful home and classification. The world would collapse without mind, without the intelligence which holds the winds in its grasp. Neither philosophy nor skepticism can hinder the march of the science which reveals the supremacy of mind. The imminent sense of mind power enhances the glory of mind. Nearness, not distance, lends enchantment to this view. The compounded minerals or aggregated substances composing the earth, the relations which constituent masses hold to each other, the magnitudes, distances, and revolutions of the celestial bodies are of no real importance when we remember that they all must give place to the spiritual fact by the translation of man and the universe back into spirit. In proportion as this is done, man and the universe will be found harmonious and eternal. Earning power is a material belief, a blind miscalled force, the offspring of will and not of wisdom, of the moral mind and not of the immortal. It is the headlong cataract, the devouring flame, the tempest's breath. It is lightning and hurricane, all that is selfish, wicked, dishonest, and impure. Moral and spiritual might belong to spirit, who holds the wind in his fists, and this teaching accords with science and harmony. In science, you can have no power opposed to God, and the physical senses must give up their false testimony. Your influence for good depends upon the weight you throw into the right scale. The good you do and embody gives you the only power obtainable. Evil is not power. It is a mockery of strength, which ere long betrays its weakness and falls never to rise. Jesus said, 
I knew that thou hearest me always. And he raised Lazarus from the dead, healed the tempest, healed the sick, walked on the water. There is divine authority for believing in the superiority of spiritual power over material resistance. A miracle fulfills God's law, but does not violate that law. This fact at present seems more mysterious than the miracle itself. The psalmist sang, What ailed thee, O thou sea, that thou fleddest? Thou Jordan, that thou wast driven back? Ye mountains, that ye skipped like rams, and ye little hills like lambs. Tremble, thou earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. The miracle introduces no disorder, but unfolds the primal order, establishing the science of God's unchangeable law. Spiritual evolution alone is worthy of the exercise of divine power. The universe of spirit reflects the creative power of the divine principle, or life, which reproduces the multitudinous forms of mind and governs the multiplication of the compound idea man. The tree and herb do not yield fruit because of any propagating power of their own, but because they reflect the mind which includes all. A material world implies a mortal mind and man a creator. The scientific divine creation declares immortal mind and the universe created by God. Infinite mind creates and governs all, from the mental molecule to infinity. This divine principle of all expresses science and art throughout his creation and the immortality of man and the universe. Creation is ever appearing and must ever continue to appear from the nature of its inexhaustible source. Mortal sense inverts this appearing and calls ideas material. Thus misinterpreted, the divine idea seems to fall to the level of a human or material belief called mortal man. But the seed is in itself, only as the divine mind is all and reproduces all. As mind is the multiplier, and mind's infinite idea, man and the universe, is the product. The only intelligence or substance of a thought, a seed, or a flower is God, the creator of it. Mind is the soul of all. Mind is life, truth, and love, which governs all. Nature voices natural spiritual law and divine love, but human belief misinterprets nature. Arctic regions, sunny tropics, giant hills, winged winds, mighty billows, verdant vales, festive flowers, and glorious heavens all point to mind the spiritual intelligence they reflect. The floral apostles are hieroglyphs of deity. Suns and planets, 
teach grand lessons. The stars make night beautiful, and the leaflet turns naturally towards the light. God is infinite, therefore ever-present, and there is no other power nor presence. Hence, the spirituality of the universe is the only fact of creation. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 246. O thou who spreadest the heaven like a tent, he who depends on thee ne'er is forspent. Still for his might on thee he ever counteth. On wings of eagles he unwearied mounteth. Have ye not heard, have ye not known the everlasting God Creator is of heaven and earth, and he alone is Lord. Hymn number 246.
Let's now sing hymn number 62. From all that dwell below the skies, let the Creator's praise arise. Let the Redeemer's name be sung through every land by every tongue. Hymn number 62.
from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind, and it's infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. 1 John. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Amen. Amen.